folks, welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of 52 Lord's Days. Today we continue on our journey through the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments, as they are known, are divided in two main tables. The first table of the law, as it is called, speaks of our relationship with God, and the second table of the law speaks of our relationship with our neighbors. When Jesus was approached by the leaders of his day, he answered it in this manner. What is the greatest commandment, he was asked, and the greatest commandment is that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one was like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So the Ten Commandments, again, are divided into these two main sections. In this episode, we will explore Lord's Day number 38, which ends the first table of the law. As a way of reminder, let's elaborate on the first table of the law. The first commandment emphasizes internal love for God, as it identifies the object of worship. The second commandment emphasizes external love for God, as it identifies the manner of worship. The third commandment emphasizes verbal love for God, as it identifies the language of worship. And the fourth commandment, which we will explore today, emphasizes temporal love for God, as it identifies the time of worship. In sum, again, the first commandment, the object of worship. The second commandment, the manner of worship the third commandment, the language of worship, and now the fourth commandment, the time of worship. Let me read to you the first through fourth commandments. First commandment, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall not have other gods before me. The second commandment, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth, and you shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. The third commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And the fourth commandment, which is the focus of this episode. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The word Sabbath in our culture has become a word for rest. As a matter of fact, many companies offer their employees sabbaticals. In other words, time off for them to rest, to rejuvenate, and to just not have to work. For Jews, or Messianics, for Seventh-day Baptists and Seventh-day Adventists, the seventh day of the week, known as Shabbat, or the Sabbath, stretches from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday, and is the day of rest, where the believer is told and encouraged not to do any work whatsoever. 
They take the idea of this Sabbath day, weekly Sabbath day, from again the Fourth Commandment, Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. But the idea of the Sabbath day, again, is rooted in creation. When God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses, he invoked this Fourth Commandment from creation, Genesis chapter 2. And in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Now, it is important to note that God did not rest because he was tired. God never gets tired. The idea of the word in the Hebrew, Shabbat, means to cease or to stop from doing something. And why did God stop? He stopped because he saw that everything that he had created was very good. It was perfect and it was finished. Now on to the Heidelberg Catechism. Lord's Day number 38 contains only one question and it is this question. What does God require in the fourth commandment? The answer given is, In the first place, God wills that the ministry of the gospel and schools be maintained, and that, especially on the day of rest, diligently attend church to learn the word of God, to use the holy sacraments, to call publicly upon the Lord, and to give Christian alms. In the second place, that all the days of my life I rest from my evil works, allow the Lord to work in me by His Spirit, and thus begin in this life the everlasting Sabbath. What a mouthful, right? But let me unpack this for you. Of course, they begins with, in the first place, that the ministry of the gospel in schools be maintained. The work of the gospel ministry never stops. Therefore, we must continue to share the gospel with anyone in any circumstance, with all opportunities that are presented to us. And the school of the works that are to be maintained literally have to do with the schools that in that time of the Heidelberg Catechism taught the disciplines of the gospel and the Bible. And of course, that is paramount, that children and adults both learn constantly about the Word of God. So the Sabbath day to rest includes learning from the Word of God. Which leads to the next sentence, which says, again, especially on the day of rest, diligently to attend church to learn the Word of God. Of course, church doesn't save anybody. Christ does. But attending church does have a purpose. And the purpose is, is that we build each other up by learning the Word of the Lord. Paul speaks of this in 1 Timothy 4, 13-14. He says, Until I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Again, there is a reading of the word, exhortation, learning of doctrine, and also the call that was given, the charge that was given to Timothy was one that was done by the eldership of the local church. Therefore, the local church is very important. The local church should be the place where folks come to learn about the gospel, to learn about the word of God. That's why Paul said in 2 Timothy 2, 2, And these things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach all others also. Again, men within the church are encouraged to teach others about the word of God. 
and such teaching happens in the context of a local church. Such practices were the practices of the early church. For instance, Acts chapter 2, verse 42 and 46, and says, And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Now, note that the Heidelberg Catechism also speaks of the sacraments, to use the holy sacraments. Of course, it is in the local church that we partake of the Lord's Supper, and we also encourage each other to be baptized as a public confession of faith. And one last thing, it is also in the local church that we give Christian alms or tithings and offerings. We give of ourselves sacrificially. So here in the Sabbath day, when you attend church, Back in those days, the Sabbath was uh, a day of Sunday, not necessarily Saturday, because that was a day that the Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected. It is during that day that Christians would bring their tithes and offerings for the ministry of a local church, for the spread of the gospel and the kingdom of God. And finally, a most important aspect of the fourth commandment is that we rest from all our works and we allow God by his spirit to transform us. To remind us also of the everlasting Sabbath, as it is stated here in the Heidelberg Catechism. There will be a day when we will rest from all of the evil and all of the unrest that we now experience. The shalom of God, the peace of God, and His comfort will be ours forever in His presence in the eternal Sabbath. And we as the people of God have rest in God. And one last verse to remind you of that is Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest, Jesus, has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. His works being the work of sanctification and justification and salvation for those who believe in Jesus. Well, folks, that's it for this episode of the Preacher's Devo podcast. And until our next episode, stay encouraged encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family and to subscribe.